trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. If you like grain markets and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklovic. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining me. It is uh, Wednesday here about noon central time, and uh, we are streaming live on the Grain Markets and Other Stuff YouTube channel, um, and uh, this will be on the podcast as well. So for all of you listening, uh, thank you for coming back and listening. Uh, thank you for subscribing. If you have any questions um, at all during the live stream in particular, uh, you can go on the comments or on the uh, the live chat function of, of YouTube, and I've got a, I've kind of got my eye on it. So if you have some questions um, during the live stream here, feel free to uh, ask them, and, and I'll try to answer them here live. And if you have something after the fact, if you're listening on the podcast and uh, you have a question about anything that I say here, um, just shoot me an email to info at standardgrain.com. I would be happy to answer that question and any questions that you might have. Um, so today's episode is is going to be kind of a mirror of yesterday's episode. Yesterday, I talked about the corn market and I talked about some potential upside targets in the corn market, given that we're kind of in this bull market environment here. And I think that that's the million dollar question for a lot of farmers out there right now is when is this market going to top? How is it going to top? I I think it's the same question for the corn market and for the soybean market. So um, as with as I told you yesterday, a quick primer on how I do charts. I, I take an extremely simple approach here. Um, I'm not going to give you anything overly complicated that you cannot understand. We're not going to use any fancy indicators. We're not going to talk about moving averages or RSIs or uh, MACDs or stochastics or any of that stuff. We're just going to simply examine some levels that I think could be relevant uh in this soybean market here today. Um, there's also one correction that I have to tell you about the corn market episode yesterday. I pulled up a chart and I said it was a monthly corn chart yesterday. It was actually a weekly chart and uh, that doesn't make a difference, grand scheme of things. The price levels discussed were exactly the same, but if, if you were trying to pull up that, card, that chart or duplicate it, uh, the one in the corn market episode yesterday was actually a weekly continuation chart and not a daily. But uh, without messing around a whole lot more, let me see if I can get this uh, bean chart up on the screen here. Okay, so I am now looking at a uh, November 2020 soybean chart, and this is the daily chart. This is essentially the entire lifespan or history of this November 2020 soybean contract. This is not a continuation chart. This tracks nothing but the history of this particular contract. Uh, There's two levels here that stick out to me and I have them marked on the chart. The first one would be the contract low and the contract low of $8 and 31 cents was printed in, um, in April of this year, April of 2021, we bottomed at $8 and 31 cents. I don't necessarily know that that's hugely relevant right now. Um, a lot of things have changed, uh, since we were at that sort of level, but I suppose it is important to know just for context where we, where the market bottomed and, uh, where we're rallying from. The second level, which I think is an extremely important level, is this 985 level. And the reason that 985 is important on the November soybean contract is is actually uh, there's there's a couple different reasons for it. The first one is that uh, 
the market, this contract topped at 985 or near 985 on a number of different occasions. Um, we topped here the first time around in December of 2018. Uh, we then went and traded there again in January of 2019. Uh, we traded near there again in February of 2019. Uh, we then uh, kind of backed off, we sold off. And then fast forward to, uh, this would have been October of 2019. So you're fast forwarding like almost a whole year. We went up and, and almost traded that level again. Uh, we got up to 980. So we got within five cents of it. And then again, we tested it uh, a few months later here in what would have been uh, January of 2020. So 985 up until these last several weeks was a very important resistance level above the market. It was a big hurdle that this contract had to get through. And then eventually, of course, we got through 985. And uh, when we broke out above 985 here, um, this would have been uh, September 11th, uh, we had a straight shot basically up to 1047. 1047 was kind of your initial peak. This is where that 985 level gets interesting. Because after we posted that initial top at 1047, we had a correction. And where did we correct to? Right back down to the old 985 level. So 985 is a level that started off as a resistance level that we were unable to break through on a number of occasions. <clears throat> it then turned into a support level. And this is something that happens uh, very often in financial markets and in, in charting, um, you'll see a resistance level that that had capped rallies um, will break out above it, and then it becomes a support level. And you'll see the same thing in the opposite scenario. Say down here when we were trading 831, if we would have broken out below 831 and had a big uh, downside breakout in the market, uh, that 831 would actually kind of turn into a resistance level, meaning that if we rallied back, uh, maybe the first place we'd stop would be that 831. So um, 831 is not totally relevant now, but I think 985 is potentially relevant because we went back down here and tested it as a support level after it had been a resistance level for so long. Now, above the market on this November 2020 daily soybean chart, there's not a whole lot I can do with it because we traded levels just this morning. 10.59 and three quarters was the high from this morning. That's a level that we've never seen before. We've never seen a level that high. We've never seen a level above that in this November 2020 bean contract in a vacuum. Now, when we go back and look at the continuation chart, obviously we've traded higher than that in the bean market but never in this November 2020 contract. So there isn't much above the market here that I can look at and say, hey, there's a level we peaked at before. That's our previous high watermark. Our high watermark is, is today's high. As I speak here, today's high, 1059 and three quarters. Um, that could end up being a big resistance level if if that was the high, in fact, and, and we back off from here. But for right now, it's it's too early to make that call. So my takeaway from the daily chart in the November beans is that 985 is a big level. It was a big resistance level prior to this rally. And now that we've rallied, I believe it's a support level that you need to keep your eye on um, on any sort of downside correction. You say you get a bearish report on Friday, say you get some South American weather or, or whatever the story is, it doesn't really matter. Uh, that 985 is a level that I think people will be watching as a support level. But again, this doesn't really answer my question here and, and the, the topic of the episode, possible upside targets in the soybean market. It doesn't really do a whole lot for me to uh, 
to answer that question. So in order to do that, we've got to do the same thing we did with corn yesterday. Um, we've got to go to the weekly, and this actually is the weekly continuation chart in soybeans. This is not, um, uh, this is, I'm calling it what it is. I was incorrect with the corn yesterday. It doesn't make that big of a difference in any case. So looking at the soybean chart, this goes all the way back to 2009. And again, for clarification, the continuation chart uh, is a chart that tracks spot month futures only. So when this nearby November contract goes off the board, that's what we're tracking right now is the nearby November contract. When this contract goes off the board, the January 21 will be the the prices and the bars featured on this chart. And that'll happen continually over time. As one contract expires, the next one will take over as spot month, and that will be what's featured on the chart. So we're constantly rolling over from contract to contract here on these continuation charts. 1071. 10, uh, 1071 is a big level. And uh, it's a big level because that's where we peaked back in 2018. And there was actually a high just a hair above that. Um, and I think it would have been early 2017 at about 1080. So here are some levels that are only, you know, 20 cents or so away from the market uh, where we had topped previously. So if I were to look at something very short term or something that's close to the market and say, hey, here's an obvious uh, level of resistance. I, I think it's very clearly that 1071 up to 1080. I, I think that that's your very clear level of resistance when it comes to uh, spot month soybean contracts. And again, for right now, the November 2020 is the spot month contract that will change here uh, uh, several weeks from now and will roll to the January 21. But in any case, whatever the spot month contract is at the time, I think that this 1071 up to like 1080 area, I think that that is a technical hurdle here uh, near term. Now, if you break out above that 1071 to 1080 level, um, the next very obvious level is quite a ways above the market, 1208 and a half. Uh, that was our peak from the summer of 2016 when we had a little bit of a, I believe that was a weather scare event um, in that time. And, and again, the fundamentals of this don't really matter. This is more of a technical discussion. But if you if you break out and can sustain can sustain a trade above that 1071 to say 1080 level. Uh, there really isn't much on the chart between there and that 1208 high from 2016. So is a trade up to 1208 possible in spot month soybean futures? Um, sure it is. It's a dollar and a half away. Um, you know, it wasn't that long ago that soybeans would trade a three or four dollar range just about every year. And I believe we'll return to that sort of volatility at some point in time. If we haven't already, uh, we may just be in, in the process of returning to it right now. But, you know, that 1208 level really sticks out. And to get beyond that, I mean, you're, you're going back to some of the highs from like, you know, 2014, 2013, 2012, your 1536 was your high from 2014, uh, $16.30 was your high from 2013, your all-time high in 2012, $17.94 and three quarters from uh, 2012 was your drought high, and that, that was the highest that the bean market's ever been for a spot month contract. But very short term here, I mean, I, I think that the obvious level that sticks out would be this 1071, which again was our 2018 high. And uh, there was kind of a secondary one when you 
when you jump back to uh, uh, earlier in 2017 when the market peaked at, I believe it was it was like 1080. So 1071 up to 1080, very very short term, I think is your uh, resistance area that you've got to keep an eye on. You get beyond that, and and things can really start to get interesting because there isn't a whole lot on the charts between that 1071 all the way up to 1208. There re- there really isn't much there when you when you pull back and look at this weekly continuation chart. All that being said, um, there doesn't necessarily need to be a technical reason for uh, for a stop in the market or a change in the trend. I mean, just as an example, if you look at this 2016 high at 1208, there wasn't anything at 1208 prior to this. Um, 1208 is just the number that we happened to to go up and hit before we sold off. And something very similar could happen this year. You could go up and exploit and say we take out 1071, maybe you go up somewhere in the 11s and eventually there's some news or some sort of event that peaks the market in that neighborhood. So it, it doesn't always need to be a situation where we go up and test some old highs. I just personally always think it's good to examine the previous high watermarks because it it always goes back to one of the things I said yesterday. Like, man, I really wish I would have sold some beans in, in 2018 at, seven, at 1071. Well, you're getting a second chance here. And uh, I know one of the big things in grain marketing is is people will go back and kick themselves over decisions that they either did make or failed to make. Either I sold too early or I didn't sell anything at the peak. And and a lot of times these previous high watermarks are kind of like chances to redeem yourself uh, uh, from your past mistakes. And if, if you didn't sell it at that, at that previous high the first time, maybe making some sales or doing some marketing uh, the second time around when you get a second chance um, is is not necessarily the worst way to think about it. Is 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 there any science behind that? No. But in, in terms of your attitude, uh, your your mental, your, your peace of mind, that sort of stuff, um, when you get a second chance to sell a price that you missed, uh, a lot of times that's not necessarily a bad deal. I hope this was useful to you. Um, I, I had a lot of positive feedback about the corn episode yesterday, so I figured that I would follow up with the soybean episode uh, here today. If you have questions um, on the YouTube uh, video, you can leave them in the comments. I will answer any questions that you have. Uh, you can shoot me an email to info at standardgrain.com. Those of you listening on the podcast, I hope I did a good enough job explaining these levels to you and what I think that they mean. Remember, if you do need some help with your grain marketing, as always, uh, go to my website, go to standardgrain.com. Click on Grain Marketing Plan. Take a serious look at that subscription service. It's $49 a month. It is not expensive. Um, I tell you every day uh, when I'm marketing grain, how I'm doing it. Um, It's broken down by crop, by crop year, by percentage. I talk about spreads, when I'm rolling HTAs, when there's carry in the market, when there is no carry in the market, how to play those sort of scenarios. Um, I've had a ton of positive feedback from that. So if if you're seeking a little bit of improvement, you're looking for a little bit of direction, certainly check that out. Um, Everyone have a great day today. I will be back, like I said, on Friday with a uh, quick uh, summary of the USDA report. Uh, We will talk to you in the morning.